We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Tuesday night. Number one show for the fans by the fans is back. Knicks Weekly presented by Manscaped, CP the Franchise, Alex Rotaros, JD Sports Talk. In the building, uh, we are ramping up to Knicks training camp, folks, just a couple weeks away. So our training camp content, our training camp primer, if you will, is underway. Tonight's show... You know, there's been a lot of talk about this Knicks young core. So we're going to talk about where this young core stacks up against uh, against the beast of the East, man. Where does this Knicks young core stack up against the East? R.J. Barrett was uh, reintroduced to the Knicks faithful yesterday after he signed his four-year contract extension. We'll talk a little bit about that and a couple other odds and ends, a couple other announcements. So make sure you guys are locked in for the whole show. Salutes everybody in the chat. Salute to the replay gang. Let's get into it. Next weekly presented by Manscaped. Fellas, how are we feeling, man? Tuesday night. How are we doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. It's a nice Tuesday night just to talk New York Knicks. Yeah. And everything but New York Knicks, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So uh, let, let's get right into it, man. The young core. You know that has been the topic. And JD, I, I, I see you. I see you switch the brims. Let, let's. Uh, uh, you, you asked me how I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great myself on that regard. Let, let's. We'll, we'll table the football talk to to after to the end of the show. I'll leave. Yeah, Al, Al, you could by that time you could, you could leave. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, man, that this young core has been a topic of discussion for the whole offseason, whether it's the draft, free agency, you know, the trade talk, so on and so forth. A lot of the fan base had, uh, you know, some some favorable opinions on this young core. So I wanted to have this show to kind of talk about. Let's do an exercise on, on where they stack up against a lot of the young cores in the East. Now, as far as the criteria, there was a lot of criteria, different criteria that we could have used to come up with this list, right? You could have went with a certain age, 25 and under, 24 and under. But I decided for this one, let's keep it to players on their rookie year deal. So let's say, you know, four years or less in the in the league, four draft class or less. So uh, the first team I, I want to talk about is uh, the Orlando Magic. Obviously, drafting Powell Boncaro with the first pick this past draft. You have, I mean, you know, we always say first rule of summer league is it's only summer league. But 
to see what this kid was looking like out there, the tool sets that he was flashing, you know, capable of scoring on all three levels, the passing ability, his size. The kid was very impressive. And, and I think Orlando made the right choice, even though it's early. We don't know what uh, what what the kid that OKC picked up, what he's going to be looking like. But I think the safer pick was bon, Boncaro. I think Orlando's got themselves a player. If you guys look at what uh, Franz Wagner is doing in, in Eurobasket, he had an outstanding rookie year, man. I mean, all the talk was about Scotty Barnes and Cade and Mobley, rightfully so. Franz Wagner is another guy in this Magic Young Corps that deserves a lot of recognition because I think he's going to take another leap in his sophomore season, man. His, his uh, shot creation ability has been on display. Like I said, looking very, very spry out there in Eurobasket. He's looking good. I, I like Franz Wagner as a prospect coming out of Michigan. And I think with these two guys, I, I think they, they're they building something nice here with Orlando. If you look at their guards, you know, Cole Anthony taking another step last year. He's looked pretty good. Obviously still a streaky shooter. You know, the efficiency is not quite there, but certainly a guy that, you know, in the long term can maybe fill a six-man role with this team. You never know, maybe even a starter. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how they build that out with Boncaro, with Wagner. You're going to be looking for some more efficiency there on, on the field. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. But certainly Cole Anthony has made uh, made a name for himself. We really haven't been able to see what Jalen Suggs' true you know, ability has been. He has been injured. How does he fit out there? Hasn't shot the ball all so well. But nevertheless, I think they, they've they got something brewing there. And then, you know, R.J. Hampton coming over from Denver. He's going to be looking to get his career back on track. I think Orlando's got uh, got something brewing. J.D., what's your thoughts on the on this Magic team? Listen, they have, they have a lot of uh, dynamic, you know, talent uh, to, to, to the roster. Um, obviously, when, <laughs> you know, you're you're at the state of where the Orlando Magic are as a franchise, you know, they're going to get that opportunity um, every season to get a top, you know, pick, you know, Jalen Suggs being a top four, top five pick. Um, and now you have Boncaro being the number one pick. You know, I'm sometimes when you analyze these young cores, sometimes one player carries the whole core. Um, Boncaro has that opportunity. Uh, he's had a very good uh, summer league. He didn't play much, but in the short games that he played, he showed, you know, what what he can bring. He is more advertised as NBA ready. Uh, so, you know, pronosticators are saying his ceiling may not be as a high as a, you know, Jabari uh, Smith or Chet. some of the some of the other pro prospects, uh, Chet Holmgren. Um, but he may give you more instant, immediate production. And then, you know, with Jalen Suggs is, is is interesting because he 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 got a lot of hype coming out of that draft. Yeah. Um, even us as Nick fans, you know, with the whole journey of of getting the point guard before Brunson, you know, he was one that, you know, we were interested in and we wanted to get into that uh, to, to get a player like him. But he didn't shoot very well as a as a rookie, um, you know, only 36 percent from the field, only 21 percent um, from three uh, on four attempts from three. So that, that, that that's a decent sample size there, uh, you know in a league that you need to be a great, you know, very good shooter. It's going to be interesting for this franchise 
there I, I know Bancaro is is going to be you know solid, but in the end they're going to need their guards to pan out, and and so you know Cole Anthony now is going into the you know what what is it second third season now, um, yeah, year third. three, where now you're going to have to show you know some progress at least on the shooting end because now there's two guards that they have, uh, and the magic you know how this goes you don't shoot well there comes a point now where as a franchise this is what happens you stack up a lot of young talent but at some point you know this talent has to pan out uh or the franchise is just going to be stuck so i think they have a very nice nucleus um i just think at this point now that franchise is looking to finally start to get those players to take the next step. The, the Magic have been at this for a long time now. They're still waiting on a guy like Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Uh, but but when we look at Jalen Suggs, when we look at uh, Anthony, um, you know, and, and Franz Wagner, I think, you know, those are players. Wagner and Bankera, I think, are ahead when you look at the rankings of their core. I think yeah. you would probably have I guess Wagner first because he's played. Bancaro's right there. And then you're looking at, you know, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony battling out um for their young core. Al, what was your, your thoughts on this magic core? I agree with what you guys said, a lot of what you guys said. Um, I think the th- big thing that JD pointed out for like Cole Anthony is like you talk about jump shooting. I think that's just the team as a whole, especially for all the young prospects. You talk about Suggs, Anthony, Hampton, you know, out of all of them, Wagner is the best one who's a good who's a who's the best shooter all around and talk about finishing at the rim, three-point shooting. Yeah, Cole had a decent three-point shooting. It was decent, 33%, but still you will get this entire youth and they just got to become more consistent as jump shooters. You know, we just talk about that they have young talent. It's putting it all together at this point. I like their future. I think they will be definitely competitors in the East at some point, but at this point, they just they hoarded a lot of young talent trading for RJ T- Hampton. You know, that was just adding more youth to the team just to see who can prosper in this like in this pressure cooker. Right. It's creating competition, seeing who can break out, as, as you guys were talking about. So I like what the Magic have. Um, I'm not terrified about the Magic. I mean, yeah. they just played hard like they beat us because they outplayed us. We took them too lightly. Um, I think if you take this team seriously, like any other team, you can go out there and beat them because their jump shooting is just inconsistent outside of their veterans. I mean, that's probably the best thing that they have to lean on. But once again, it's between like, are you winning on your youth to, to show that they got development going on? Or do you want to lean on guys like Gary, Gary Harris, Wendell Carter Jr. And like, even though these guys are still young, it's still, you're going to rely on them because they've been there. They've done that. I still think they have a lot of questions, especially at the center position. I mean, sure, you got Paolo, who's I think he's going to be more of a power forward, mm-hmm. but you still got to look at Mo Bamba, who they signed to a two-year extension. You got Wendell Carter. I don't really look at them as like this, you know, this force in the at the five in the paint, yeah. but I think they got a good nucleus that will be competitive. Um, they'll probably be around like where the Knicks are competing for that 10th seat. Well, let's talk about... Um... And, and you know, and just to close out on the magic, I think I think JD's point uh, was well taken in that you know, in, in picking Boncaro, he could be a guy who you, you, obviously, when you're looking to draft and you're looking to build a young core, you're looking for CS some foundational pieces, but a piece, a franchise player. You know, let's be you're looking for that franchise player, not just a guy that you can build with, but a guy that you can build around. And with Boncaro, with the skill sets that he's shown, again, only summer league, you know, let's not overreact. But if that translates 
that's a play that you could potentially build around. And so uh, certainly an interesting core. Um, next up, let, let's talk about Detroit, a team that uh, we're going to see here coming up a couple of times. You're going you're gonna to see them in the preseason and then in the Knicks home opener. Detroit obviously coming in with Kate Cunningham, the former number one pick in last year's draft. They got Jaden Ivey out of Purdue, but a target that the Knicks were looking at. Uh, Sadiq Bey, who came out in the draft uh, during Obi Toppin's year a couple of years ago. Jalen Duren, the high flying center out of Memphis out of this past year's draft, a player who uh, the Knicks could have had, but traded and and you know in in a multi team trade. They have Killian Hayes still trying to find his way. Uh, Isaiah Livers, who uh, had a good summer league, and and also uh, Isaiah Stewart. So um, Pistons coming in with, with a very interesting core. I think with Cade, you know, just came out the gates a little bit slow, and I think that that's what ultimately kind of uh, kind of dropped him back a little bit in that rookie of the year race, but really finished the year strong. I mean, 6'6", six, six, he has a size, the length to be a, a, a dynamic two-way player. Um, I just love his poise, the ability to orchestrate out there. I, I like what Detroit is doing, man. Six top 20 picks. They've had six top 20 picks since 2020. And like I said, with Cade, they got their their floor general, man. And then combine that with Ivy, I feel like that can kind of be like a thunder and lightning kind of dynamic, you know, where Ivy can be that that speed, you know, get out and transition that flash. And then Cade can kind of be that, you know, half court, get the troops settled, make some plays in the half court, score off ball. They can both play off of each other. And then Ivy kind of, I mean, Kate kind of allows Ivy to kind of come along slowly as a ball handler. So I think that backcourt is basically set for the future. You look at a guy like a Sadiq Bay dropped a 50 burger this past season, you know, coming out of Nova, his scoring ability certainly been on display, can shoot the three fairly well. And then, you know, a guy like a Duren who we've only been able, obviously you saw him in Memphis, but you saw some flashes in summer league, the athleticism, the defensive awareness, some passing ability out of Duran, you know, still raw, but this team is is definitely taking shape in, in terms of, um, in terms of their young players. Um, you know, Killian Hayes hasn't really shown much in, in the two years since he's been there. Some mostly by injury, but also ineffective play hasn't shot the ball well at all. You'd expect him to be coming off the bench. You'll see what see what they can what he can give them. But I, I like what Detroit is. Uh, I like what Detroit is building there, uh, JD. And you know, it's funny you talk about Killian Hayes. You know, there was reports that if Obi wasn't available, Hayes might have been the pick. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, everybody was, you know, again, the whole story goes on with the point guard journey. You know, Hayes was was one of the hot topics there as a Nick possibility. And, you know, he's from France. It would have been an interesting story because he's still, you know, he hasn't been he hasn't panned out yet in Detroit. Um, and then now, you know, this is going to be an interesting mix for him because, you know, he was a starter when healthy. Um, I don't project them. I don't think the depth chart projects Killian Hayes as a starter uh, with Detroit now because you're looking at a Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey uh, backcourt with Sadiq Bey at the three. Um, and, you, you know, I know we're looking at the cores, but the Pistons are probably adding Marvin Bagley to that. He's only 23, which yeah. is crazy to think about because um, he played well once they acquired him and he'll probably be their starting power forward. And then you, you have Isaiah Stewart Isaiah at the five. Stewart. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the Pistons have an interesting mix. Um, I think the key is going to be um, 
Cade Cunningham for them. And, and you know, you, you talked about how he finished strong, you know, in the second half post uh, All-Star game, he averaged almost 22 points per game. But pre All-Star game, he was at 15 points per game and he shot up to about 46 percent uh, from the field uh, after the All-Star break. So, you know, he started to see him get comfortable and now you're adding more explosiveness next to him, which is supposed to be a good fit uh, with Jaden with Jaden Ivy. Now, um, this is going to be an interesting team. Uh, I think it's in the best interest of the Knicks that they do play well, being that uh, the Knicks have a draft pick. Um, don't think it's going to convey next season, but you never know. Uh, probably a few seasons from now. But you know, the Pistons have 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 a good. They're starting to build something there. Um, and it's going to be up to, I think, Cade. Sadiq Bey is a nice shooter. Uh, Jalen Duran gets some Mitchell Robinson comparisons there. Um, so, you know, now Pistons have Pistons have an interesting opportunity. I think they, they, they need some shooting. But this specific young core, I like it only because uh, you have playmaking, you have ball handling ability, you have ability to drive to the basket. Um, and you have some isolation ability here too between Cade and Jaden Ivey. Yeah, hundred percent. And then Al, you got uh, some vets. I know we're talking young core, uh, but Alec Burks can really be the glue for that here team. Here we go. Oh, hey, God. they could make all some right, noise. Oh, right. that's all I'm saying. Jesus. Don't sleep. But go ahead on your on your comments, Al. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you, you. You got the flip. Okay. You sure you're not talking about Nerlens Noel over there or Kemba Walker? <laughs> you sure you're not hyped about those two guys over there? My boy Kev, we can't forget about Kev, man. Oh, and corner boy Kev. You know, corner boy got, Kev is gonna we got be corner boy Kev coming off the bench too. The way we all know. Kate, you gotta get him right, bro. Sure, it's not the Detroit Knicks over there, for all I know. Uh, but I like what I actually like what the Pistons got going on more than the Orlando Magic. Mm. I think for what I think for this team to take the next step, it, it, if they really want to take it that leap this upcoming season in their development, is be predicated on what Jaden Ivey does. If he can come out of the gate like hot, uh, rolling on all cylinders and be that athletic, um, I'm gonna say like. Like was like uh just just like this uh I don't know like this this crazy drummer right like you're a, a crazy drummer who has like the crazy solo who can just go off and do his own thing and just mm-hmm. create magic. That's what I feel like Jaden Ivy can show if he if he does that. This Pistons team is going to take another level because Kay Cunningham, you guys already talked about it. He's going to control the pace. He's going to control the tempo. Sadiq Bay, that's your typical three and D guy. Uh, Jalen Duran, and you got Isaiah Stewart. Don't forget about Isaiah Stewart, man, who wanted to go after yeah. LeBron James. He's not yeah, running from yeah. any smoke, man. Yeah. You got two guys. Yeah, he yeah, had some static with Nerlens Noel. Now they're teammates. Yeah, man, look at this. So you got you got Jalen <laughs> Duran, who's going to have you know uh, the explosiveness, like uh, as as JD mentioned, close to Mitchell Robinson comps, and then you got Isaiah Stewart, who who's just a brick house. Yeah. Um. So you got that, and then you also got Marvin Bagley. As, like he could play the four. You can let. Uh, Duran or Isaiah Stewart play the five. I feel like that's a really good starting five of youth right there. And sure, you can rely on the veterans to come off the bench. You talk about Burks. You talk about Noel if you need to, or, or even Isaiah Stewart is going to be playing center. This team is like very, it's a well-rounded team. It feels like a very traditional team yeah. where everyone plays their positions. Uh, just kind of like what the Phoenix Suns have going on. I like what they're talking. I like what they're doing over there. I could see them taking that next step this season if Jaden Ivey pops. And I feel like he is going to pop. I th- we see yeah. that he was a gamer at Purdue. I feel like that's going to translate very well to, to the M- to the NBA. You know, he's got a lot of John Morant comps. And mm-hmm. we saw how John Morant came into the league, just guns a blazing. 
I feel like that's just going to be Jaden Ivey as well. I feel like his athleticism is really just going to be that transcendent thing that's going to be very difficult for defenses to to hone in on and his ability just to get to the rim with ease. You know, if he if he really walks down on that jumper, but that's going to take some time being in the NBA, that team's going to be a threat. <laughs> if if they're if they're two picks this year, if they pan out, they could even live with Killian Hayes being a bust. Like yeah, absolutely cuz that'll carry like they they they'll have a really strong core and they could carry their franchise, um, because you know as you know when you you have a bust they're like when you look at the magic, I mean Van Carroll could pan out, but if Wagner doesn't take another step or if they miss with the with Suggs or Anthony, it makes it very murky there. But Cade looks like a sure thing. Um, Sadiq Bay at the very looks looks like a solid potential three and D player, um, but. You know, Jade and Ivan and Duran, that combo is going to hold the cards to the immediate future of this franchise. Yeah, that, that's a fact. And uh, Buzzer Beat in the chat said uh, Isaiah Livers for sure, for sure, definitely came on strong in summer league, could shoot the ball as well. And so definitely adds a nice dynamic to, uh, to, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> to that young core in Detroit. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nick's Weekly presented by Manscaped tonight's episode. We're just going through uh, some of the top young cores in the East and where do the Knicks stack up? And we're going to we're going to get to that, give you our thoughts on where the Knicks stack up in this Eastern Conference in terms of the young core. So we talked about Detroit. We talked about Orlando. How about the Cavs? How about the Cavs? Oof. A, a playing. <laughs> contender last year um to me that this is the force you have two all-stars in garland i mean you talk about garland and the leap that he took he's he's pretty much arrived right 21 and 8 three turnovers shot 46 percent from the field i believe 38 percent from three or, or maybe a little bit even a little bit better than that you know a floor general but could be a gunner as well and really, really picked his spots for that team. First time All-Star. Talk about the job that he's done. And then they had the Twin Towers in there, man. I mean, this team was a top five, top seven defense, depending on whichever tracker you're looking at, with the Twin Towers of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Jared Allen making the All-Star team. You talk about Mobley. No, he didn't make the team, but he looks like a, a guy that who's well on his way to, to being an All-Star and really – you know, it's interesting the way that they built this team because they went with, you know, traditional bigs, not just with with Allen and Mobley, but they even went with uh, with with marketing starting at the three, you know, and, and he's not on this list. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff really went with a big lineup. Went with Garland. I mean, went with uh, Moby, went with Allen, and their defense really benefited from it because you had Allen who was going to give you that rim protection, but then Mobley was also going to give you rim protection but provide you with some perimeter versatility as well. So that's what made them very dangerous. Um, you put Okoro on top of that. He Obviously, he adds to the defensive mix. Offensively, he's not really there, but, you know, Garland certainly makes up for that. Obviously, Spider not being on this mix – on this list, he's going to pick up for that that offensive, um, you know, gap that they were missing. I think that's why they're going to be a, a true playoff team this year. Um, so certainly the, the Cavs are up there. And to me, that this is the number one core, young core in, in the East right now. You have the two all-stars. You have a budding 
star in Mobley. And and I think they're only going to get better, man. Garland was incredible. Mobley looks good. He's got to work on the shot a little bit. Can he be like a Bosch <clears throat> offensively? You know, in in his face-up game, not so sure. But certainly defensively, I mean, he, he was a force. He's an absolute force. I mean, and just on, even if you want to take the rest of the team out of the analysis and the equation, right? If we want to just focus on the list that's there and you just want to think this is, this is, these players are how we are starting a team. We talk about how they were able to get Donovan Mitchell. Well, just on this list alone, taking the other uh, players, you know, off the equation, you got two pieces right there. You have two pieces that allow you to go out there and say, you know what? I'll take a risk on, on an all-star player like Donovan Mitchell in Mobley and Darius Garland. So, you know, we've talked about the magic so far. We've talked about the Pistons, you know, the Cavaliers already have in their core two foundational pieces um, that you can start a franchise with and feel very confident about building around, you know, that core. You know, when you look at the Pistons, we will see, we'll see what Jaden Ivey becomes. Yeah. Right. You're looking at the magic. Let's see Wagner. Let's see some of these other players. But Cavaliers, Garland is already an all-star and he's right. on this list. Right. Right. <laughs> Mobley, you know, is is going to be on his way. And Mobley is already an all-star caliber defender. You know, so you already have all-star ability. Um from from these players and even Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro shot 29% from three in his rookie season. But last season, I know it was only just shy of three attempts, but he still went up to 35%. He was doing very solid from the corner. So, you know, when you look at, you know, past people like a Bruce Bowen, right? When you look at players that, you know, didn't become stars, but if they find a niche and Isaac Okoro looks like he could be that type of player that yeah. could be a force defensively. But if he can just shoot just enough, 35% is right at that mark where you are solid enough shooter that you're going to stay on the court and the Cavaliers will use him in the fourth quarter, especially now when, you know, you haven't met you in Garland, mm -hmm. you need that defender. Okoro is also a very valuable piece to this core. So yeah. I'm even adding Okoro there just because of what his role could be and his fit on this core. Yeah. This is, this is a very dynamic um, list. Um, and I think, you know, obviously they're in the East, which means the New York Knicks have something to be concerned about here for the next, you know, five, seven years, decade. Yeah. You know, and before you go, Al, um, Buzzer beat in the chat, I had an interesting question. He says, how are the Cavs able to make the twin towers concept work? And it kind of goes back to what Harper said on, on our interview. He said, play to your strengths, right? You, you play to your strengths. If that's what it is, and that's what it is. And with those two guys, but I mean, Mobley's versatility certainly allows them, you know, to do a lot more, right? It's it's not just two traditional plotting centers. I mean, Mobley, he's a high, he's more of a hybrid out there. So if that I think that really allows it to work. But, you know, a, a lot of guys you speak to, even though, yeah, you see the shifts in the league to guys going small and you look at a Golden State and 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 what Memphis can do at times, you know, some guys will say, listen, I'm I'm staying with my big man and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. We'll get on the boards and and we'll try to control the glass and and lead, use the big man to anchor our defense. So I think that's what J.B. Bickerstaff is looking to do. For sure. And it comes back down to, like you said, Evan Mobley, you know, in college, he shot 30% from three. 
right? So you know you have to honor him at least if he's out from beyond the perimeter. But that jumper looks would too legit not to come through at some point in the NBA just to translate. So him, Jarrett Allen working down there in the post, that should be fine. You got your you got your guard tandem with uh with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. I know we talked about Mitchell is not on this list because he already has got that extension. He's already a vet in this league. But I like what JD brought up when it comes to Isaac Okora. I mean, we already know back in Auburn when we we're doing the draft like deep dives at this is a defensive guy. He already improved to three. If he could be a three and D guy in this league, the Cavaliers are a scary team, man. They're a top six team in the East. They're a top six team. And this is, we're talking about prime. Yeah. Like I like the pay. I like the Pistons because of what they got up and coming, but the Cavaliers are already here. Yeah. Like they're already here. They're already ready to play. They're already, they're ready to compete. They're, they're not, they're probably not going to win a championship this season, but if you keep this nucleus together with yeah. Donovan Mitchell, it's going to happen at some point. Having Karis LeVert yeah. come off as a six man, they got enough shooters on that team to come off the bench too. We got you got uh, was you got Olsman, you got Olsman, right? And you got Kevin Love. You got enough. You got enough uh, on that team to really make something happen over here. And I think even Ricky Rubio is supposed to be. Is, did he resign Ricky, with the Cavs? Ricky too? Rubio so is back. Ricky so Rubio is back, and they also so signed somebody else at point guard depth as well. The name is slipping me out to look it up. So you got point guard depth. You got so what, Neto? veterans. Neto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raul Neto. That's uh, IQ's nemesis. That's I, I nemesis. think I think I think we know I think we know about Neto, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. He cooked us on one game. Of course, man. Nick so killed. He, he 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 took he, he took the uh the, the stone from Ish Smith. <laughs> oh man, you can just wait until Quiet Fridge gets uh happy to talk about Raul Neto. <laughs> then, then we'll really know we've reached uh, Ish Smith category <laughs> levels, but you have the veteran depth. You got the youth. This team is already set up. I mean, how can you not like being Knicks fans? Obviously, I love the Knicks, but if you're looking from like an outsider, what the Cavaliers have done in such a short amount of time to put this type of team together, it's one very impressive. And you got to like what they're doing over there, just yeah. from like a pure like basketball fan standpoint. This is a team that's going to compete for a while. They're going to give the Knicks problems no for question. a while um this is it's tough man i'm wondering what happens if they don't trade agbaji in that deal because he's a bigger wing who could play the three right you know and they talk about him you know shout out to our guy but he always talks about having a winning type of personality a guy who's willing to sacrifice and do whatever is uh, for the best do whatever's best for the team they had him. I think this team is even on another level, but I still like what Isaac Okoro has and what he can offer this team moving forward. They got Karis LeVert, 17 points yeah. off the bench this season. Six man, yeah. dude. That's a legit six man to have on this team. Because I because I they, there's 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 conflicting projecting starting lineups. Some some starting lineups you see out there have Karis LeVert at the three, others you see Okoro. Yeah. I think in the end, I think they go Okoro because of the fit and give Karis LeVert kind of that off-the-bench scorer type of role. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a better fit. Um, I also think, you know, with the Rudy Gobert relationship with Donovan Mitchell, that's going to be interesting there, how that works out with Jared Allen, you know, and, and the whole Twin Tower thing. How will how will that click there with Mitchell, you know? and Yeah. But but the, the team is young, and, and they're going to be a force, I think, in the East. Absolutely, absolutely. They also got Robin Lopez as a backup center. Robin Lopez on, on the backup. Yep. 
Absolutely. Okay. So we talked Cavs, Detroit, Orlando. We are right now. We are talking about some of the top young cores in the East, and, and we're going to get to the Knicks and where they stack up. Where do they rank amongst the best young cores in the East? So tell everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 1,000 people in here on the check-in, man. Knicks Fan TV live. Knicks Weekly presented by Manscaped. How about the Raptors? Mm. Always a team with some solid, solid uh, youngsters. You got the rookie of the year, an absolute unicorn in Scotty Barnes, a two-way force who snatched the rookie of the year from Cade and Mobley, man. And, and when you talk about Barnes, I mean, what, what's there not to like about this kid? The wingspan, incredible. I mean, the kid puts his, his arms out. He's probably, he's, he's touching both end lines. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Bringing the ball up the floor, running in transition, probably takes like four steps from, from end to end. You know, his hands, I mean, Scotty Barnes' his potential, he, I think he hasn't even touched. He's, he hasn't even come close to his ceiling. I think he's, he's barely, barely scraping through. He's kind of like a little Bambi out there. Like, he's just getting started. And I think, like I said, you know, when you look at Orlando, you look at Cleveland, you look at the Raptors with Barnes, I mean, they have the youngsters who you could ideally say, like, we have a player we can build around. And, and what do you like? You know, look, look at they had a chance to go get Katie. They didn't want to put Scotty Barnes in that deal. Mujiri said, hell no, not a chance. That that's his crown jewel. And for me, you know, that's where this Raptors young core starts and ends, man. It, it, it's Scotty Barnes, bro. It's absolutely Scotty Barnes. And yeah, they have a couple other guys, you know, Achiwa who came out of Memphis and uh, came from Miami, was was with Miami for a year and, and uh, got traded to the Raptors. Um, Malachi Flynn has kind of fallen out of favor. He was another guy that we were looking at during our draft as maybe a potential mm -hmm. second round pickup or a late round pickup, a little backup point guard. But he's kind of fallen out of favor in Raptors land, only shooting 32% from three. So he's he might be on a little uh, prove it prove it year uh going into his third year but um overall what, what's your thoughts uh, al I'll, I'll start with you to kick us off what, what's your thoughts on this raptors raptors core scotty barnes i think you said it right it's scotty barnes and that's about it i mean they got they got a solid team yeah but if we're looking at like youth it's really scotty barnes like precious achua he, he's fine malachi flynn he's fine you go down the list like put gabe brown dalano banton uh, these are not guys that are really needle movers outside of Scotty Barnes. Right. So they have, they're top heavy. If you consider, if you, if you incorporate their veterans, right. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be a team that's going to compete, but they're not even, in, they're not in that rebuilding phase. They're, they're still in the phase after Kawhi has left. They're still these competitive Toronto Raptors that we know about that was pre Kawhi and now post Kawhi. It's just different. They don't have Kyle Lowry. They don't have DeMar DeRozan. I still think Toronto is looking to find their way to figure out how they're going to prepare for, you know, life after, or not really life after, but for these upcoming seasons and trying to figure out how they're going to get new youth to like incorporate in here. But I'm not really terrified about the, the, the depth of the youth on, youth on this team, but this is still just a fine competitive team. They're not going to really be really competing for, uh, championship, but they're not going to be bad enough to go tanking either, unless they do what they did two years ago and just bench everybody, but can't do that all the time. So yeah. they're just a middling team to me. That's just playoff competitive. 
you know, the interesting thing about the Raptors core is, you know, as you mentioned, they don't have the quantity when you compare them to the other cores, but the one player they have could turn out to be the best of the whole list, all the list. That's right. You know, (laughs) and, and, and we know that, you know, you can have quantity, but if you have that one guy um, that can just, that can seal the deal right there. Um, and, and, And I'm pretty sure that Ujiri, you know, see some Kawhi, he sees some Giannis, he knows about those two players, right? And so that I think that's the reason why he had no interest in including including him in any Kevin Durant uh, negotiations because I think he sees a little bit of that type of potential and ceiling. Um, and if he turns out to be, you know, anywhere close to those two players, then forget about it. The Raptors won. Um, and, and and with a guy like Ujiri, I'm, I'm pretty sure that'll make them a perennial uh, contender. Uh, but you know, we'll see because, you know, as we, we discuss, he is going to have to, you know, get better, um, you know, shooting, uh, he's only taking just, you know, about two and a half threes and he only shot 30% his rookie season, 73 and a half percent from the free throw line. So he's trending towards, um, solid, but I'm pretty sure he he's going to want to improve that. I think for a player, his size, you know, he he he's probably going to want to get more free throw attempts. He only had three free throw attempts as a rookie. So when we talk about, you know, again, comparing him to the Kawhis and the Giannis and those type of players, um, those guys get to the line a lot. And so I think that'll be the next step for him is, is having impact on the floor um, in the areas that really slow the game down, the free throw line, getting to the basket, and that'll help him, con- you know, basically live up to his potential in my opinion um but we'll see um other than other than him the raptors as a franchise i think are in that sort of they're gonna see type of phase because when you really even look at their team and you look at pascal siakam he's 28 so he's heading into that latter you know that prime uh, you know years but he's not you know scotty barnes timeline per se and then you have og uh og who's a player that's been in a lot of rumors so is he part of their future um so you know when you really look at the team now you know barnes is very going to be very important to allow ujiri to transition into the next lifetime of this franchise so i think you know he he he's going to need to to really develop but you know they i still they still have they still need more pieces um, if we're going to talk about putting them at the top of the list. No question about it. And and we've gotten halfway through our list. Let me just take a quick reset. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nick's Weekly presented by Manscaped. Fellas, as you know, man, Manscaped is the presenting sponsor of Nick's Fan TV. They have a ton, a ton of great uh, products, especially for today's man. It starts with the Lawnmower 4.0, fellas, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist, trusted by over 2 million men around the world. Uh, these things ship to uh, United States, Canada, Europe, uh, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Shout out to my guys in New Zealand, Singapore as well. So to all of our worldwide fans, go ahead and support us. Go get that lawnmower 4.0. And uh, you can get 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code KFTV. Go to manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. 
And you, you, you are also along with the lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. The shampoo, body wash, deodorant, cologne. I mean, Manscaped pretty much has everything that you need to get it going, man. So no excuse, go ahead and go get yours today. Also, additional announcements, fellas. The uh, Knicks home opener, the Knicks Fan TV home opener event tickets are on sale now. Official, official. CRJ, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. I know you guys. Donovan Mitchell. Real. <laughs> no, no time. Oh, oh, right. uh, take it on Cade Cunningham and the Pistons at MSG, man. It's going to be a Friday night, October 21st. We'll all be there. Myself, JD, Alex as well uh, with my guys the next OmniFan. So go to the OmniFan.com to go get your tickets today. The Omnifan.com and TM. Just go ahead and uh and throw that in the chat. But looking forward to that one, man. Definitely gonna be a good one. RJK, Jaden Ivy, Alec Burks. It's gonna be star studded then. It's, it's gonna be star studded. Now I'm gonna tell you what, if 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 you know, seeing some of these videos, listen, man, I think for the first time in a while. I'm not. I'm not scared of some of these guards coming to the garden and cooking our point guards. I think our point guard is gonna. He's he's gonna he's yeah. gonna give the business to a lot of these other point yeah. guards too. Because if you see this guy's handles and the way he creates a shot, you know, I think I think we'll be a good hands for the first time in a while at that position. So it's gonna add a lot of excitement to that home opener, um, and I can't wait. Absolutely, man. Now, Al, I was, you know, me and uh, because my guy Angel made the flyer, made the made the promo graphic for the gate. And we were mm-hmm. battling. He was like, who do you want? Who do you want on the cover? Who do you want? And he was like, yo, I think we should go with RJ and Cade. I was like, yo, I, I think uh, I think this other one would sell. So I'm going to show you guys the unreleased version. Of oh, my God. God. I'm and, done. Uh, Stop. Go, oh, something like this. And you know, <laughs> this is something I came up with myself. It was uh, RJ, Jalen Brunson, and Mitch. And then on the other side, you have Revenge. Kemba Walker, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks. This is what the people want to see. This is the marquee matchup. Me and Angel were battling. I said, bro, this is the flyer that we need. We would have sold out already. This is it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's are you sure two of those three are going to play that game? Are you sure? They might suit up. Hey, they might suit up just for that night. Just Let me tell you something. If Kemba Walker isn't released... If Nerlens Noel isn't in arbitration, <laughs> or, and if or Alec Burks is, <laughs> and Alec Burks is healthy, <laughs> you might have something here. You may have something here. <laughs> the way oh Casey's bringing God. corner Cav off the bench just to be a sniper. They got the playbook already, bro. It's gonna be hey, don't sleep. It's gonna be a tough game, man. It's gonna be a tough game. They got the playbook and everything. Oh, I mean, listen, early on in the season. You saw what happened last year with the Magic, right? Like that. These are the tricky games, you know. Yeah. These young teams, fresh young legs, fast, fast and dynamic. Is yeah. early on. You see in the NFL, upsets happen. So, it, I definitely believe it's going to be a competitive game. Yeah, now nah, it's going to be a good one, man. Definitely going to be a good Friday night. Hope to see everybody out there and uh, rocking with us. You know, last year was incredible. Obviously, we had the double overtime thriller. Uh, we had the live on location from from Mustang Harry. So we're going to be doing all of that. Uh, the game includes a pregame event at Mustang Harry's. We're going to be doing a pregame shoot around. We'll do the picture on the court. We'll have um, a visit from a Knicks alumni. And then we'll get to watch the game on on the uh, in the Chase Bridge suite 
with food and everything like that, man. So it's a great package. And once again, go to theomnifan.com to get your ticket today. A lot of fans getting their hands on those. So looking forward to it. Can't wait, the, the, can't, can't wait for the Mustang and Harry's uh, owner's prediction this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we still have to get a menu item named uh, after this show. The 50 burger didn't make it last year, but, you know, hey, maybe this year. Never know, man. So if he goes 60, we're not getting it. So we're going to have to talk (laughs) to him before the show and say, let's come up with something more realistic. (laughs) Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Are you going to be grilling all those burgers, JD? I mean, let's see, man. We'll see. We'll see when we do the predictions. I'll let you know. All right. Absolutely, man. Well, Ari, Ari, Ari's saying, hold on. Ari's saying Burke's going to be in his Birkin bag dropping 35, but he Ooh. forgot to add. But but Ari forgot to add that CP is going to be asking for that signed jersey at the end of the game. That's the last That's the last part of that sentence. You forgot to add to that. Uh, not directly. Gotta... Not, not directly. You know what I mean? Not directly. But if I, if I get it, you know, it'll, it'll be through, you know, other parties. You know, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> not directly. All right. So back to back to our young core discussion. How about the Pacers? Pacers making a midseason blockbuster trade last year, landing Tyrese Halliburton uh, in exchange for uh, DeMontis Sabonis. They drafted Benedict Matherin out of Arizona this past season. Last season, they came out the draft with Chris Duarte, a target of the Knicks. Uh, they got a couple of guys too, man. Aaron Neesmith. They brought in Aaron Neesmith from the Celtics, a guy who coming out of Vanderbilt didn't get much playing time with the C's. Uh, you have a Jalen Smith who's going to be starting at the power forward coming out of Maryland, didn't get a chance to uh, to play much with the Suns. And Isaiah Jackson out of uh, coming out of UNC. I like this Pacers core, man. I, I definitely like this Pacers core. Obviously, you have to like what Halliburton is giving them at, at the floor general. A guy who, you know, me personally, wasn't so high on in the draft, and some weren't, some weren't, but Halliburton definitely is proving himself in in this league, man. Had a lot of strong games last season, both with the Kings and the Pacers. He added Duarte to the mix. A guy who, yes, he's he's older. I believe he's about 25 now, but 3 and D, capable. And then you add a math 3 and the athleticism, three-level score. You know, I got to watch him out there at Summer League, and – um. Unfortunately, Ivy didn't play. It was Pacers versus Pistons. But, you know, Matherin looks like the goods, man. Yeah, And then, you know, you put an Isaiah Jackson out there, a guy who is going to be a force around the rim, giving you some rim protection. You have Terry Taylor, guy who's going to be jumping on the boards. Uh, I think Pacers got some ni- a nice uh, nice young squad, man. Yeah, J.D., what's your take on the Pacers? Uh, I mean – I, I do think they have nice pieces. Um, I, I think they're going to struggle this season um, because, you know, they don't – they have solid pieces, um, but they, they don't have that guy that can really um, – I mean, maybe Bennett – you know, maybe Matherin uh, becomes that player. Uh, but, you know, even when you look at, like, Chris Duarte, you know, solid, solid player. He, he, he's a plus uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I personally think this is just my opinion. I think people overrate him a little bit too much, um, you know, and I, I don't know if it's in relationship because I'm on the Knicks side and the whole, the Knicks could have had him. We should have drafted him. I yep. think, you know, yeah, I, I guess. Yes. 
But I think when people make those assertions, they like rate him a little higher than they should. Um, but he's 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 very efficient, so he's he, he's very solid. Isaiah Jackson's had 12 points and six rebounds as a starter last season. Once they started to start, he started 15 games towards the tail end for the Pacers, and he's a he's a solid uh, shot blocker there. Um, so they have some nice pieces, I guess, a little bit similar to the Knicks in that they got solid pieces here. They got the center. They got some, you know, players there. But I'm still looking for that, you know, they don't got a Scotty Barnes. They don't got a Darius Garland. They don't have a, a Evan Mobley. They don't have a, you know, a maybe Boncaro. Let's see. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say solid. Uh, but obviously they're they're going to be where they are for a reason is because they're going to start a rebuild and they're, they're going to want to get that next franchise player. For sure. And I like this team's OK, in my opinion. I'm not overly hyped about the Pacers when I look at their roster. I like Benedict Matherin out of all the guys we listed. I think just him being a three level threat. Sure, we haven't seen him play yet, but he looked good in summer league. Tyrese Halliburton, he's a solid player. Um, I think he I think he's overhyped because everyone talks about him a lot, but I think he's just a solid, well-rounded player, a good guy that plays, you know, he's a connector, good off-ball player. Um, not the guy that I would necessarily want being my primary my primary ball handler, just like initiating the offense, but definitely could be like a Lonzo type player where you could swing it to him. You know, he's gonna find the next open guy. He can take, he can knock down his shots, you know, he can drive the lane and, and finish around the rim. Very effective and efficient shooter all around. I like his game. And then Chris Duarte, three and D guy, you know, solid. Yeah, he had ties to the Knicks. Like I see him as just like he's just uh, he's just, even though he's a rookie, he's a veteran already in the league because of his age yeah, and just yeah. playing in college for so long. So I like what they got there. Outside of that, it's very it's they got a lot of role players. Honestly, there's no one. And I think we we can all agree on that. Even JD talked about like there's no one that you look at the, on that and uh, and that youth category and just say that's the guy who is like Scotty Barnes or even like Darius Garland. They don't have that guy. And I, they don't even look like the magic to me where it's like a lot of young talent where someone could pop. Uh, I see if someone does, I think it's going to be very, un I think it's unlikely that any of these guys really pop and be that all-star superstar, like top three, all NBA type player. Um, but they got a nice set of role players. This, this is a team that's still building and looking to just tank that's really what they're doing like they still got i think what they still have miles turner on the team gotta yeah. figure out what you're gonna do with him buddy healed. um buddy healed eh good shooter not a great defender you know this team is to me it's very weirdly built so i don't look at them as any threat unless you're looking for the knicks to tank <laughs> yeah and, and duarte is already 25 he shot 36 percent from three last season 13 points 43 percent from the field so solid numbers but again he's 25 already um so you know that's going to be interesting how how that pans out in a few years in terms of you know how he plays into their young core um because the team is going to get younger um and he's more like on the ob side in terms of that older rookie um although duarte has more of you know evaluated more as of an nba ready player where where ob is is thought to have you know still some high upside true indeed what do you guys think in the chat about this pacers young squad and then uh let's take a look at um at the hawks how about the the atlanta hawks 
who um, still have some guys on, on rookie contracts. You know, DeAndre Hunter, and I know he's been injured a lot, but I thought he was going to have a little bit more upside to him coming out of Virginia. You know, there was a lot of uh, Kawhi Leonard comparisons. I didn't think he was going to be Kawhi, but I thought he was going to be a little bit better than he's been so far in his career. And yes, uh, he's been beset by injuries and, and things of that nature. And obviously, you know, the, the Cavs offense has been, you, you know, running through uh, Trey Young, Bogdanovich to, to a lesser extent. And so uh, Hunter's really been in that support role, but he hasn't really been the guy that I think he's, he's he was hyped up to be coming out of that uh, that NCAA tournament run out of Virginia. They have Okongwu, who's, who's still looking to establish himself. Obviously, Clint Capella's kind of been blocking his ascension, but Okongwu certainly um, showed some flashes here and there. Jalen Johnson hasn't really gotten his his opportunity. Maybe with Herter getting traded to the Kings, maybe that becomes uh, opens up a window for him. They got rid of Sharif Cooper, A.J. Griffin, who they just drafted out of Duke. I think he will benefit uh, greatly from the addition of DeJounte Murray along with Trey Young. Obviously, just being in that, uh, you know, that that uh, catch and shoot situations, I, I believe he, he can probably fill in for, for where Herder left off. And I think he's going to certainly uh, fill a role there in his rookie year. So uh, decent, you know, decent in terms of, in terms of the criteria, right? Obviously, we don't have Young. We don't have Murray on there. But we're talking about guys that are on rookie scale contracts four years or less in the league, four drafts or less in the league. Uh, Al, your thoughts on, on the Hawks? On this youth, not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> because you haven't seen anyone really pop. Hunter, injured. Okongwu, you talked about it. He's blocked. A.J. Griffin, we haven't seen him play yet. Like, Trey Young's on this on, on the list, DeJounte Murray. But even if I look at this team, like, once again, I look at it as a very top-heavy team. You got you, – if you if we just put the entire roster on here, right? Let's say Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, you got Collins, Quinn Capella, Bogey. That's six guys. Outside of that, not really intimidating afterwards. You're really just trying to figure out what you have in uh, A.J. Griffin. Can he be a contributor as he enters the NBA? Question marks. We saw he was good in Duke. Will that will that translate to the NBA? Will he have his that athleticism that everyone's looking for? These are the big question marks out of AJ Griffin. If he does pop, you know, you can start to say, okay, the Hawks got something going on over there. But as of right now, this young core, this is just the the Hawks are competitive, so they're not going to really get the draft position unless they start trading for it with teams that have poor draft picks. Yeah. So they're trying to compete right now. I think them trading their two first unprotected picks for DeJounte Murray is going to ruin that for them to try to add depth. They're going to have to go through free agency. If they're going to do that, I think they capped themselves out uh, with that move. I think it will be an interesting fit. I think it'll be an awkward fit with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. You know, Trey Young has been so ball dominant since he's been on that team, being the, the, the initiator, being the score. And now you're going to insert someone like DeJounte Murray as well. Who's also been ball dominant and been the initiator for the Spurs. I'm very curious to see how that works. I know you could say, hey, it, it's one basketball, and like people could say, oh, look, well, Chris Paul and James Harden were able to figure it out. Eh, it's not the same category. Uh, DeJounte Murray is not that type of shooter, uh, and Trey Young is that shooter. So how are they going to make a mix and match? Maybe put DeJounte Murray as someone who attacks the rim more and, and then we'll have Trey Young as an off-ball guy. I still find the entire thing interesting. I don't think it's going to be that great of a team. I don't see them really competing for being in a top-six position. I think they're... Uh, a play-in team that will probably make a seventh, eighth seed if they do make it. 
But then you add the young core. If anyone's going to really pop and help this team, I don't see that at all either. JD Gum. You know, I got sick and tired of hearing DeAndre Hunter is better than RJ Barrett. Yeah. You guys remember when that was going on? Yeah. Nasty, nasty business. <laughs> and, you know, the Hawks have, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, even, you know, relating it to the Knicks, uh, there was a time about a season and a half ago where everybody was gloating about their 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 young talent. And, and two years later, Cam's no longer there. He was part of that core. Uh, Kevin Hurd is no longer there. He was part of that. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to be Clay Thompson, the way they were hyping him up. Um, and, and now, you know, as you can see, they've kind of shifted towards, you know, trying to get players that 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 can that can play now um, with their trade of DeJounte Murray. They had that draft where they also could have had Halliburton and they went with Okonwu. Um, who knows how this year works if they would have had that backcourt and they didn't feel the, nece- you know, the necessity to get a Murray. Yeah. Um, so they've made some very questionable decisions. And I think now, you know, and they also have somewhat of a glut even with those moves because Jalen Johnson's a player that is still trying to look for a path to get minutes. And he's a first round pick. So we still don't know, you know, what he's going to, you know, if he's going to pan out or, you know, what type of player he's going to become. So I don't know if I can even have him in the equation yet uh, because John Collins is still on this team and kind of like a Julius Randle thing. If John Collins is playing, then Where's Jalen Johnson play? How does Okanwu get, you know, some minutes? Um, So, you know, it's interesting. The the dynamics that that they have is very similar to the Knicks in terms of their young core um, um, to some of the quote-unquote veteran type players that they have. Uh, You know, I'm not too too high on, uh, on these guys. I mean, where is the guy here that that could be an all star or develop into? Um, where where's the guy that you have hopes? I mean, we have some players that we have hopes that could, but who who is that? You know, yeah. is it Jalen Johnson? No. Uh AJ Griffin. I mean, again, where is he gonna play? <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's recovering um from 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 injury and 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 he has some questions to answer about how explosive a player he is and what type of player he's he dropped crazy in the draft. So um, the Hawks are actually on one of the bottoms in terms of we want to look at some of the rankings here for, for some of the young cores in the East. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No question about it. And last, before we get to the Knicks, um, how about the Wizards? The Wizards, uh, you got Hachimura, who last year kind of left. He had, you know, some issues, didn't kind of sat out for a little bit. You know, don't really know what he has coming out of Gonzaga. You don't really know what he's about. Uh, Gafford, a player who I like, uh, you know, a young high flyer, rim runner, definitely like him. Uh, Denny Avdia. Definitely uh, came on strong, especially to, to close out the season. This is supposed to be Corey Kispert. Not sure why it says this sport, but uh, we'll blame that on the autocorrect. Another guy who, you know, is supposed to come out <laughs> as, as a sharpshooter coming out of Gonzaga. Uh, hasn't really shown too, too much. Uh, Johnny Davis, a guy who a lot of Knicks fans like coming out of Wisconsin. Didn't really have a solid summer league, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he looks. You have Isaiah Todd, you have Vernon Carey Jr., and, you know, I think the wizard situation is interesting because they gave Bradley Beal the bag. They have some of these young players and then they went out and, and traded for Will Barton and, and Monte Morris. So, and obviously Beal wants to win. So it's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate some of these young talents with uh, the vets that they got in, that they brought in, gonna be very interesting to see to see that that mix. But uh, overall, Al, your thoughts on on this Wizards core? Middling. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Yeah. Like Gafford is probably very much like. Yeah, very much. I mean, middling. I like, I like Johnny Davis. I wish Johnny Davis was on the Knicks, even though he had a poor summer league. I don't think that will be who he is in the NBA. I think he just needs time to adjust. Corey Kispert, solid. Uh, Gafford, solid. I like Hachimura as well. It's middling. I mean, we haven't really seen the Wizards do much with that team, especially since they have Bradley Beal. They had Westbrook, who was a playing team, and they needed Westbrook to really carry them into that team to into the playoffs two years ago. Like, I'm just curious how the, the Wizards are building this team. Like, that's that's more of like the question that I would have for them as a whole, like I don't see how everyone is going to fit. I don't see how they're going to get all the playing time necessary to 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 show and, and compete with someone like Bradley Beal. This is this roster, this youth is like more of a, a a team that's looking to like tank and develop more so than compete right now. And that's what they did with Bradley Beal. I'm high on Johnny Davis, as I said. I like Hutch more. I think he's a solid. I think I think he's a solid power forward. Gafford is a solid power forward. Uh, Denny, I feel like he can like he fades in and out when you watch him play, and then Corey Kispert, solid shooter. I like him. Yeah, JD. Well, um, I think Corey Disport is definitely you know <laughs> autocorrect man. It's autocorrect. <laughs> I, I, you you know he's you know he's dropping thirty on us when yeah, when, man, when you're right when he sees we, this. We, so it's a wrap. <laughs> It's a, it's we, a just, we just get it was it, it was a mistake, Corey. Chill, chill. Um, I mean, they they have they, they also a lot of just I guess 
kind of roster construction that's needed in terms of uh, fits and and where they're headed. Um, they do have, I mean, they have the quantity of players to make a move if if you want to go that route. Um, I, you know, they they got some players that a franchise could be sold on um, just because of youth. Um, they have some wing players, you know, solid uh, with with Hachimura. Although I I thought that he would be a little further along. Yeah. Um, he did shoot very well this season. He shot 44% from three. That's a career high. Um, he shot 32 and 28 the previous two seasons from three. Um, he didn't he didn't have as high points per game at 11 versus three, 13 points uh his previous two seasons. So um, I don't know, he's had some off the court stuff. I think Denny has been a disappointment uh personally so far. Um, because he he was pretty much hyped a little bit as as a potential, you know, guy that that could be a lot better than what he's proven so far. Um, he, you know, he's only shot 31% two straight seasons from three. Uh, I remember, you know, he was a hot uh topic with the Knicks you know, during the draft in terms of a yeah. guy that can, that can ball handler, you know, ball handle the ball, uh, create shots could be, I don't know, a Hito Turkulu. Um, you know, he got even some Luca comparisons. Like he, he got all, he was all over the board as a prospect. Um, but he hasn't pan out yet. Um, I'm not too, you know, then, yeah, Daniel Gafford. Now, Johnny Davis, you know, it's funny because, you know, we thought he was going to be a high prospect with the Knicks. He was another topic with the Knicks. And then in the summer league, here's the thing. I know it's only summer league, but he really struggled in summer league. And you can say that it's just summer league. And yes, I, it is. But when you look at the specific trait that he struggled in summer league, is the same thing people telling me that Deuce is not going to be a rotation player is he could not get by summer league defenders. He yeah, yeah. He could not separate and he really struggled shooting the basket. He really struggled getting to his spots. And this is something that he had no, you know, no issue in college, but was already a projection of a potential issue in the NBA. So we'll yeah. see. Um, he's going to have to learn some footwork ability. He's going to have to learn to become savvy um, and he's going to have to become a good shooter because in the NBA, when you're not as explosive, one of the counters is, you know, just being able to have footwork and, and shoot the basketball. So let's see how Johnny Davis pans out. But right now I, I don't see a lot of potential on this young court. All right, now let's get to the main event. Let's get to the orange and blue, man. See where they stack up against the rest, man. You got RJ, IQ. Let's Oak, go. Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, Jericho, Tarzan, Sims. We got Quentin Grimes in here twice. Okay, a little typo, but all good here. So so we were really trying to win. Yeah, so we're really trying to win. <laughs> in other words, we're really so trying we? to rig this thing, right? Um. So, yeah, so here it is. Let, you know. I think Hawks fans, Pacers fans, uh, yeah. Raptors fans, they're saying, all right, let's see if these guys are going to be object objective. Yeah, let's now. see if they're going to. We've heard about our teams. Let's see what they yeah. got to say about their own number team. one, best yeah. of them all. And, and, then, and then the homers in the chat are going to be like, oh, you guys are haters, right? So we're not going to be able to win this thing either way. But either way, here, here it goes from my perspective. Um, there's three questions that I that I look at with, with this young core, right? Number one is when you look at – 
as we as we looked at some of the top three, in my opinion, I didn't rank these yet, but when I look at teams like the Cavs, Detroit, Raptors, um, Orlando, you have in the case of the Cavs, you have you already have established all stars. And in the case of those other teams, you have guys who you think you have a you have a good feeling that their ceiling could be all star. Who is that guy on the Knicks? I think RJ's trending that way. I'd like to think he's she's trending that way. 14, 17, 20 points per game. Let's see where he goes this season with Brunson in tow. Will he improve his efficiency from the field? Can he maintain 75 or better from the free throw line? If he can, I think he can get up to say 24. And then I think you you're an all-star, you're in all-star range, but it all depends on the chemistry between RJ Brunson and Randall. So I, so I think Rand, RJ is certainly capable, uh, defensively certainly capable. Um, but with the rest of these guys, I see more role players in them. And it's not to say that they're bad players at all, but I see more role players. Uh, Grimes, I see more of a 3 and D high floor. Yes, he's starting to put the ball on the floor a little bit more. He's starting to get a little bit more bounce in his game, which is great to see. I think I love Grimes, and, and I want to see what his potential is going to be. We know OB skill sets, getting out in transition, shot the ball well from three to close the year. The athleticism, much needed, sorely needed on this team. Looking at an IQ, a guy who can get you some instant offense. Obviously, he needs to work on his efficiency a little bit from over from the field overall but a guy that nevertheless can get you some off-the-bench scoring and facilitating as well. Definitely liked how IQ came along as a facilitator last year. You have Cam, positional versatility. Capable shooting from the field, needs to get more efficient. The athleticism, quick first step, getting to the basket. McBride, you know, decent. I'm not so I don't really see much from McBride with this team going forward. We'll see. Sims, I think right now he's slotted in as as the third shrink center. Obviously, the money's going to come first in terms of Mitch and Hartenstein. If there's any injuries, then I think you see Sims getting in there. So I think we have we have quality pieces and a borderline all-star right now. So that's one thing. Who's the guy? My second question is, will they play? Right? Because in, in, the, in the case of... These eight teams that we looked at, if you look at the Cavs, you look at Detroit, look at the Raptors, you look at Orlando, you look at the Pacers, those those young core, that young core, they're going to play, right? Some of these guys are already playing, and they, you have some rookies who are going to play. You know, maybe the Hawks, maybe the Wizards, those some, some of those young guys may not get consistent minutes, but at least of those other teams, the Cavs, Detroit, Raptors, Orlando, those guys are going to play. So that's my question with Tibbs. Will these guys get meaningful minutes? And then the last question I have with this team is what is the plan? Because we did see in this offseason, some of these guys could have gotten dealt. This is what Leon's role ultimately, his goal ultimately is, is to land that star. So are these guys here for the long haul? With some of these young cores, with the Cavs, you could you could obviously say yes. With Detroit, they're just getting started. Cunningham, Ivy, those guys are here. Raptors, Barnes isn't going anywhere. Orlando, Paolo, Front, you know, they, those guys are, are going to be mainstays. 
Knicks almost traded RJ to Utah. <laughs> Whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> and, and just and just and just ask him yesterday where they had no media at the press conference. <laughs> Nick's ready to ship him, ship him off to the Mormons. Mm. All right. But that's neither here nor there. So that's my last question, fellas. What is the plan with this young core? Are we gonna continue on the draft and development track? Or are we just buying time? Who else wants to jump in? You want me to answer those questions? You want my thoughts on the, the no, no, just, just jump in, man. Jump in. Jump in. <laughs> well, I'm like I I like this Knicks youth. I don't think it's the the greatest out of all of them, but I I think they stand pretty firm with some of the other young core amongst the other teams that we listed out here. I like RJ. You talked about it. he's a fringe All Star. Uh, I think he will be an All Star. I think he will get up there. I think he has shown every single season that he's willing to improve and he does improve. Once we see that mid range game from him, I think it's on a whole other level. We already know he can get to the line. We already know he can do all those other things. We know he has the ability to improve as a, as a facilitator when need be. And to initiate an offense, he had, he, he took on the burden of being that number one option towards the end of last season. We know how his mentality is, how it's built for New York. I believe in RJ quickly top and Grimes, you know, those guys are going to get minutes because we've seen it uh, last season two seasons, depending on how long these guys have been here. We know these guys are solid contributors quickly top. And we saw at the end of last season, these guys really took a leap in their development. Uh, once they got the time and the, once they got the time to be out there and not look over their shoulders and, and just play freely Grimes, I think he's going to be a starter. I think he'll be in the starting rotation because he can play off ball for his defensive ability and, and the way he could just knock down shots. Jericho Sims. Look, the the wall of Jericho we always talk about, right? You, I feel if he gets called, if he if he if his number is called because someone gets injured, I feel he'd be just fine. Look, we had Grimes, Jericho, and Deuce play in summer league, and they were number two in summer league. They came in second place because that's how seasoned, how how prepared they were. So that just gives you an idea how good these young players are stacked up against the other first, second, and even some third year players in the league so far, and guys trying to make it into the league. So I think the Knicks have a solid young core right there. Is Deuce McBride going to get minutes? No. I like Cam Reddish. I love his intangibles. Is he going to find time? That's the bigger question. Is he going to be able to find time? To add on to your question, are they going to go full rebuild, right, and just let the youth play? I don't know. They got to pull it back. I'd like to see them pull it back so that these guys can get that playing time. But if we're just talking about where does this team stack up amongst the other team, this, te- this, this core stacks up pretty well, in my opinion. Okay. 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 Well, I guess, I guess one of the ways I can answer this is just, I guess I'll ask you guys, you got the list. If this was, if this was a lineup and we're just stacking them up against all the teams we've gone against 82 game season, who has the most wins? Of of the eight teams we listed. So basically where are we ranking the Knicks right now? Mm-hmm. Where, okay, so my list right here goes like this. I'm going Cavs one. I'm going Detroit two. Hey, hold, on, hold on, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you are you talking about entire like roster that you're going number one? Or are you just basically no? We're going cores. Right just right, just young core. Just, just, just okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. This, okay. This, is, this is this is my young core rank right now. I'm going Cavs okay. one. I'm going Detroit two. I'm going Raptors. Orlando. I'm putting us fifth. What? Putting us fifth. Mm. 
Mm. Young core, young Bug core, it. young Bug core, it. putting us fifth. Pacers, Hawks, Wizards. That's where I'm going. Putting us fifth. All right, so that that That's Raptors core, that rap that Raptors core is winning more games than the Knicks core in the 82 game season. I'm not talking about winning games. I'm talking about who has more promise. You you yourself said uh, of a Barnes, he could be a player that you might take over a whole list. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about promise. I'm not talking about can they win games. We got more. We have more young players than than most of these teams. If we're if we're going by our criteria, we have more young players who are on rookie scale deals. So we can feel the team. I'm talking about promise. The Cavs, two All Stars plus a potential. I I, I agree there. Two top t- two top five picks in the backcourt. That's I promise. Can, they have I star can, potential. I can rock with that. Yeah, I'm not talking about winning games. If we're, if we're going to talk about winning games, I, obviously I go with the Knicks. They have the most. Uh, I would have you, the Knicks. Wait, are, are you so sure? Wait, are you so sure the Magic have a better core than than, than the Knicks? Are we so sure about that? Young core on on rookie. Are, are, are we are we so sure about that? I'm talking I'm about just, potential. I'm talking about potential. I mean, I guess if you want to throw the word potential in where they were drafted, but I mean, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, they got a number one pick. Cole Anthony. I don't know if Cole Anthony's gonna nah. be all that. Bro, all right, is, is that, is that one pick? If that's who you got, this is how, this is my. I life. mean, if we're looking at the Donovan Mitchell talks, Quentin Grimes is gonna be the next what? Bradley Beal, right? <laughs> I would I would love to see it. I I think it's two different things. I think if we're talking about winning games right now. I think this Nick team obviously has more experience if you're going to put RJ well, out there. Well, how should we base it then? Because, like, it, it, like if 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 we're having this conversation two years from now and the Magic are still at the bottom yeah. and the Knicks are, like, doesn't that prove that maybe the Knicks court? Because I get it, but at some point, this is, this is why some of these franchises stay where they are because they yeah. draft a whole bunch of guys. But if these guys don't turn out to even be contributing impact players – then you know thank you jd it's just thank you we're just talking draft here like we're not really talking results but yeah um, but we're also also omitting vets too in the equation are we which i i think plays a big factor in in how far and in how how well teams can really reach their ceiling i think i think that's been orlando's problem is that they haven't really had quality vets to really put everything together yeah, yeah sure. nah, but, nah, but, yeah. but but sure. But my thing is like if we're if we're just gonna stick on this exercise, right? I don't know how you could put it fifth. I don't know how you could put the Knicks fifth if we're looking at I think you gotta think of like the accumulation, promise. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put Scotty Barnes like that, that high, like I don't think he can carry all of that. Oh, I don't think he me, makes up all that on this team that could see Scotty Barnes right now, bro. Scotty Barnes can't guard all these guys at once. And we're we're talking about like I get that I get that a player can impact a team like someone like Giannis can just like completely change the game. We saw LeBron do it. Those guys are like one in a million. You're telling me Scotty Barnes is that type of dude who's just gonna come out here and dominate like that? Like I said, name me a guy with Scotty Barnes potential on that next. I'm just being realistic, man. That's all. I'm just being realistic. I'm putting him fifth. I gave you Cleveland, Garland. I Mo- agree. I'm giving. I Cleveland. agree there. Detroit. I agree there. there. Ivy. I agree there. Raptors, Scotty Barnes. Listen, all I'm going with Orlando is I feel like if Boncaro as the number one pick with his skill sets, that is a guy that you can potentially build around. 
not with, around. Is RJ that guy? Could he be that guy? Let's see. I I think he's trending well. But other than that, I don't see that from the rest of our guys. I don't see it. So that's why that's why I'm going off him. And then I put the Knicks under Orlando. I put him fifth of the eight teams. Man. I, I get it. Listen, it, it, I think it's just tough because I, I've I've always said, and that was like my biggest argument last season throughout, is that I thought this actual young core of the Knicks could actually impact like winning just because of their traits. They seem to be like more ready NBA traits. And when you look at these other guys, it's more like that star type potential. Um, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I think Cavs definitely... No debate there. Pistons, no debate there. Yeah. The Magic, Wagner, and Bancaro. I'm not going to argue that. Wagner has to do it this year, though. You know, he's getting a lot of hype, you know, because Evan Fournier is cooking in in aerial basket, too. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, like, a lot of these conversations are just the word hype. Like, yeah, we just get so excited, and then the NBA season comes, and it's just 35%, you know, from the field, and we see a lot of the same thing, you know. So I can agree, but, yeah, Scotty Barnes is interesting because, like I said, he could be that one guy. But after him, who else do the Raptors got that, that Nick's got to envy? That's what I'm saying. And everyone's in the chat, like, saying, I don't know Scotty Barnes is nice. I know he's nice. But we're talking about we're putting it up against everybody. All right, let me ask you this. Who is Precious Achua better than on the Knicks young core? Let's You're going to go all the way down the list to Jericho Sims? Malachi Flynn is essentially the Deuce McBride. <laughs> and he's number three on your list. You know what I mean? Let's see. Let, let, let's see. Let's see what the people got to say, man. Let me start the phones up. This is what the conversation's all about, man. So oh. everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Uh, fellas, give me one second and put you guys on, on mute for a second. Let me start the phones up real quick. Hang tight. So to everybody in the chat, we are having a discussion. We are now down to the nitty gritty. Where does this Knicks Young core rank in the East? I like how you didn't want to answer my question, though. Hang on, hang I on. Can hang get, on hang I, I can. I can give you that answer. Hang on, hang on, JD. Yeah. Hang on. I like how CP did that. Mm. I'm just restarting the phones. <laughs> uh, I got my British assistant here talking. I don't want to talking over you. So to everybody in the chat, manscaped.com, promo code KFTV, 20% off plus free shipping. All right, I think we're good to go. All right, JD, go ahead. What were we saying now? That's a, I like how you didn't you didn't you still didn't answer my yeah. question. Yeah. About you. You stack all these guys up. What would be the rankings if we're looking at an 82 game season? Is is the are the Magic beating the Knicks? Uh, are the Magic getting more wins in an 82 game season over the Knicks lineup? Yeah, no. Well, if we're okay. talking about going head to head, yeah, different thing. That's a completely different thing. Are the Pacers getting more wins in the Knicks in an 82 game season? I think that they core. Could. I think they could. That core. I think they could. I think they what? could. Well, that I'm putting the I'm putting the Knicks. Fourth. Well, I already I already ranked the Knicks ahead of the Pacers in terms of young core. I'm putting the Knicks fourth. All right, you got I got the Pist I got the what I got the Cavs I got the Pistons yeah the Magic Knicks Pacers Raptors Wizards Hawks. If we're going by quality, by quality and okay. quantity, quality and quantity. Okay, that's how I'm going to buy. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh 
Let's uh, get to the phones. Let me load up some people here. King DJC, we're gonna we're gonna move you last. Let me get to uh, Ron from Baltimore. Ron, how you feeling? I got the pick. I got. Oh, Ron, you got to mute your mic. Ron, going once. All right, I think I think Ron might have fell asleep. Let's go to JJ. JJ from Brooklyn. Yo, fellas, what's good? How you guys doing, man? Good. How you feeling? How you feeling? Chilling, chilling, doing great, man. Yeah. Man, my thing is with the Knicks, bro. It's just these teams, all these young cores we're talking about, Orlando, all these teams. They all have, you know, they all have tanked. We never fully embrace a tank, except for the one year where we got RJ. Mm -hmm. We never, we're always halfway, like we're going to be this season. We're halfway trying to win now and halfway rebuild youth movement. Mm -hmm. That's why we're going to be in mediocrity again. We're going to be in no man's land while Orlando and all these teams got another top five pick. We'll get the 12th pick. We will make the playoffs. You know, and the one thing that I always hear people say, and it's it's mostly people that aren't Knicks fans. I heard Mark Jackson say it this season. I heard them say it during one of our uh, summer league games recently. There's always They always say Knicks fans will never fully embrace a rebuild, a full youth movement. And in my opinion, you, get, you guys may disagree. I don't think that's true. I think as long as you tell us what the plan is, if you said, listen, we're going to do a youth move and rebuild for the next two years, mm -hmm. I think most fans, most Knicks fans will be okay with it. I really do. And there's this narrative out there that Knicks fans wouldn't be down with it. And I think 80% of Knicks fans that aren't too old, you know, old, old, I think would rock with it. I really do. And in my opinion, I wish that's what we would do. I'm just tired of being in mediocrity in no man's land. It's hard to get out of no man's land. And it really is. And I think that's where we're going to be again this season. Okay. You know, and I just don't think our young core equals a lot of the others, you know. Okay. But, yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Rate that rate that call in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. JJ from Brooklyn, rate that call in the chat. Uh, one being trash, five being facts. Now, let's get back to the phones. People are weighing in. Uh, Ari, go ahead and unmute your mic. Ari's in the building. Let's go. You hear me? Loud and clear. Let's go. Yo, fantastic call by JJ. Fantastic call by JJ. Here's the thing that you don't understand, JJ. The Knicks are the Knicks are in the business of selling out the Madison Square Garden, making the playoffs, creating buzz. Uh, it's not in the financial interests of Madison Square Garden Group to go through a proper rebuild. This is why it's always win now mode. It's oh, they're always selling us Phil Jackson, uh, eleven rings, David Fisdale, friends with LeBron. Uh, you know, Leon Rose, Connections to CA, they're always selling you something because they're trying to create buzz so they can boost demand for seats and things like that. The CEO said this on earnings reports, and it is what it is. That being said, I do think there's a way out. And um, I think the way out is by um, at least playing the young guys. You would hope that one of RJ, Obi, or Cam, or Grimes, one out of the four, or even quickly, one out of the five, takes that next step, probably RJ, to yeah. be an all-star. If these guys take another step, right, one or two of them real steps, then you have, like, all-star caliber players on your team, and then you have all of your draft picks to build around them. The draft is done. We're not going to tank. You know, that that ship has sailed, right? And we don't – and we the only way this team is going to get better, right, because we don't have enough assets to, to get – like, even if we try to get Donovan Mitchell, it's not enough for us. The only way this team gets better or at least gets to a championship team – is if Obi, yes. the young guys, the core that we have, develop into super, not it's, superstars. It's, it's between RJ and Obi, man. Let's just keep it a buck. It's between RJ and Obi, man. 
Yeah, it's between yeah, RJ probably, and OB. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. From when it comes to the ceiling, or it's between them. If one of those two hit, or even listen, I wouldn't sleep on Cam either. But you're right. For the most part, it's between those two. If one of them takes another step, now the now the Knicks become a destination because now other players want to come and play with them. Yeah. And you have your draft picks. All right, so, so I so, agree with AJ, but there's there's a middle ground, you know. So where are you ranking them in that eight? I gave you, I gave you. We talked. I'm about with the- you, CP. Believe it or not, I'm actually with you. I I think um, mm. Scotty Barnes, OJ, and Anubi. Like, well, he's uh, not really on that list. According to our criteria, he's not really on that list. But I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I still take the Raptors because they have versatility. They actually develop their players, and Scotty Barnes is is worth more than anyone, at least on the Knicks right now. So. I'm actually with you, CP, on that. But I don't think all hope is lost. But we just have to make sure that we play these kids and one of them develops into a borderline or an all-star. That's the only way, man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate the the call, man. Good to hear from you, bro. Salute, brother. Yes, sir. That's Ari, man. Rate that call in the chat, man. What do you guys think? One being trash, five being facts. Ari on the check-in. I know CP's CP's giving that a five. uh, He said Ari agrees with him. (laughs) Listen, man. Listen. I I would love RJ to take all this as motivation because he's getting so disrespected um, around the NBA and people, for whatever reason, still don't think he can be that. Um, I always think it's it's his his style. It's just not an attractive style for, like, just when you watch on TV – you know, like, you know, you look at the Paul Pierce, you look at some of these guys, even Jimmy Butler, who's a star, but you can't say that Jimmy Butler's game is really like a box office kind of TV ratings, attractive type of style of basketball. Um, so, you know, RJ has a big year ahead of him. And, it's, you yeah. know, as Ari was saying, you need so you need someone here to really, you know, pop to the next step. Um, and, and, and I mean, in my opinion, the only way out, in addition to what Ari said of having somebody from this core already take the next step is if you are like JJ, the caller said, you're going to be stuck in no man's land and you're going to be in that late lottery. Well, Kobe Bryant was a thir- 13th pick. Devin Booker was a 13th pick. Donovan Mitchell was a late, late lottery pick. Giannis, like literally that's going to be the only way out is if you're going to be stuck, you're going to have to hope that you're in the right draft and you draft that one player, you know, that Paul George, that Kawhi, the guy that drops a little bit. And that guy, like when, when you're in the middle of the pack, that's literally the only hope is you draft the guy that drops, that becomes SGA at number 12 or something like that. It's either that or what some of these callers have said in terms of somebody already here taking the next step. Yeah. So it can happen. You just got to get very lucky. It can happen. And maybe this is a draft, right? They said this is a deep draft, as they always say with every draft. But they say this is a deep one. Um. So, hey, maybe maybe this is the one. We got 100 picks in this draft. Maybe we get one right. <laughs> you know. 100 picks. <laughs> we got a lot left over. Yeah. We didn't use. So maybe, maybe, one, maybe one hits. You know? Yeah. No, but you know, you did mention Mitchell in that group, and and uh, shout out to Cole from BK who mentioned last week he's the call of the week, man. That Cole call is still going crazy on social media. A lot of people agreeing with what Cole from BK said about the front office, but one member of the front office uh, who deserves his flowers is Walt Perrin. You know, for the Knicks' ability to to find value in these later picks, but it's just like you said, you know, can can we find that diamond in a rough? You know, find a diamond in 13, 14, 
a guy that can really, you know, lift us up. All right, back to the phones we go. We'll take a couple more. James from Texas. James, where are you ranking this Knicks young core, James? Where are you ranking them? Um, that's that's really what my issue is. Yeah. Uh, well, great to to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, my issue is that we're just we haven't seen the kids. It's really difficult to say where we would rank because we could be on the lower end as far as what we've seen so far. But if you look at potentially what some of our players might be capable of, and if they get a chance to play, mm-hmm. who knows? Because if you look at um, just Grimes, is Grimes the last year kind of like, you know, maybe three and D players here where he goes or is he this guy that we've seen in summer league that's like crossing the ball, taking people off the dribble, running an offense, that guy. Yeah. Is Brunson like at 26, he's about to hit his prime. Is he playoff Brunson or is he career averages playing with Luca? Yeah, 16 and four guy. Mm-hmm. We don't know that either. RJ has progressed every single year and with even just a little bit more efficiency, he's a 25 point per game scorer. If he just added on efficiency and every year he's gotten better at, at reading all uh, opposing defenses and playing both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And is Obi is that late year run that we had? Is that the real Obi or are right. we dealing with the Obi that plays behind Randall on a consistent basis? If all of those guys, if those are there, we've seen flashes of these things, but we've mm-hmm. never got to see them consistently play. And okay. you still got Cam coming off the bench who, I don't even know, man. That guy could go anywhere from a bust to one of the best players in the league, depending on where his career goes. Hartenstein is an unknown. Mitch mm-hmm. could is potential defensive center of the year kind of thing, mm-hmm. or do even a defensive player of the year kind of candidate. Those things, I know it's a big if and a perfect storm kind of thing, but we just don't know. We've never okay. seen him play. Hey, th- I mean, that was one of my questions, man. Well, that was one of my questions. Will they get enough minutes? You know, but um, the chat is irate, man. Like I told you guys getting into this conversation, <laughs> it was gonna be no win. And and look at this. There's 16 teams in the East. Sold I out, told people that the Knicks have the fifth best young core and people still can't take it. How are we going to get how- two games? Listen, you know, it's funny because I'm not too far. I, I think they're right there, 5-4. I you know, told you all um, they top five and people still jumping out the window of you. You know, um, I, I think the criteria is, is interesting. But, yeah, you know, it's funny, though, being five in the East, you know, for a team that doesn't tank, it's not It's not bad. It, that's, you know what I mean? I said top. That means five. that means they're hitting on Sims in the second round. They're yeah. hitting on McBride, who even if even if you want to compare McBride to the lower end of all those lists, I will put yeah. him ahead of some of these lower end guys. We we didn't even bother to mention some of them, right? And McBride <laughs> could still be a solid player, rotational player. You know, Sims people. So you know, some people think Sims might even be a starter. So oh. and he's on the lower end. Cam is the last guy on the list, and Cam can be the most talented, one of the most talented players of all the, of everyone. So Bro. you know, being five is actually not bad considering. Top five, the new- and they said I'm disrespectful. <laughs> all these teams get top five picks, and you got the Knicks five. I'll take. I mean, it. you can't make it up, Al. You can't make it up. You can't. I mean, that just goes back to what you said about Walt Perrin being a good drafter, right? Like that's there this, you go. Like this is why. You know, if you let them actually, do, if you let the youth develop, and if you go in, the, if you if you allow this Knicks team to go into the lottery, be a high number pick in the lottery, and you give Walt Perrin that ammo, right? And especially if you couple it with the draft picks that we have that we're stashing, and if this is a deep draft that everybody's talking about, you can then put all that together, move even higher up, and go get that stud that you want to go get in this draft. 
but you know, like I have him, I have him four, you have him five. We're around the same spot. We just disagree on where we see the other teams and how they rank. But look, the Knicks have a young core for have a solid young core for not tanking. Yeah, <laughs> have, yeah. like they tanked to get RJ, and outside of that, haven't tanked out. We were a top, we were fourth two seasons ago. And we ended up with Grimes, McBride, Sims, and Rokas, who we haven't still even seen play over here yet. And everyone's touting how great he is over in the Euro. Well, we, we didn't even talk about the next Dragic. Yeah, man. They, I mean, he yeah. considers himself the, the next Dragic. When, and the uh, next CP, Paul George. We didn't talk about Trevor Kills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why we put him on the list? We'd, we'd be here all day, man. Oh, Farron Hunt. We got, the Knicks are stacked. We'd be here all day, man. All, all right. right. Back to the phones. Let's take a couple more. Uh, Michael White, are you there, Michael White? Get Michael White. I'm here. Let's Can go. you hear me? Yeah, man. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. Um, I felt a little better before I started listening to this because yeah. I didn't feel I didn't feel like we were that far down. I, I thought we would be three or four. Yeah. Well, it's just, um, that's just my opinion. And, so you give me yours. What is your opinion, sir? What do you think they I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it's four, but... I mean, to me, it's gonna be it's hard to gauge because of uh, you know who, yeah, and because he's gonna be standing right there, you know, right there in the uh, in front of Obi. Yeah, and I I just wonder whether they would even consider starting Obi and uh, bringing uh, bringing uh, Julius off the bench. Okay. No, I, I don't, I don't see it. And, and I'm going to, I'm just going to cut your call because you, you're getting a little staticky. So it's, it's, it's not good um, for the show, but I appreciate the call, Michael. Um, no, that that's not going to happen. I, I, somebody else had uh, was asking that question. Would they, would they bench Julius and start Obi? That's never going to happen. No, you know, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't give a guy an extension. Yeah. <laughs> and Who's then max put extension him on the bench. Kicking in this year. And then you put him on the bench. No, nah, that's never going to happen. No. Nah. And, uh, as much as I'd love to see Obi start, you're not doing that to Randall. Nah. Especially if you want to move him. Like, don't you want him to succeed? Yeah. Like, they're not going to do that. Even, even as a Nick, like, I'd like to see Randall succeed, okay? Right. Even though I'd like to see Obi, I'd like to see Randall succeed, do well in the orange and blue and whatnot. But I'm not going to bench him because he still has talent. He did he put up 20, 10, and 5 last season. Like, even though it was inefficient, like, still it's still numbers that you can yeah. you have to respect. Yeah, uh, Tremaine, I think Tremaine Grant in the chat said about the Raptors, we didn't mention Christian Coloco and Delano Blanton. No, Coloco, we'll see what he does with them at the five. Raptors definitely need help at the center position. And uh, and Blanton, Blanton certainly had his highlights with the team, whether it's in the G League or with the Raptors. One thing with the Raptors, you know it is that they're going to draft well, they're going to develop players, right? I mean, I, I would certainly take their track record over ours right now. I take Ujiri over our squad right now. And that's just how I'm looking at it. And they have Barnes. So that's why I put the Raptors ahead. That's why I'm putting the Raptors ahead. All right, two more, and then we'll wrap up. So to everybody in the chat once again, Clay from New York. Clay, where are you putting the Knicks? My man. My man. CJ. Oh. JD, Alex. Listen, it's a pleasure, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm listening to you guys talk. And, you know, you guys said that, you know what? Hey, the Knicks is at fifth. With their rookie court. Al, if he wasn't Jamaican, I would have banged it on him already, but let's go. <laughs> like, like, why are we not giving RJ some love? Like, real talk. Yeah. You know, 
Now we give me. I put the Knicks yeah. really and truly second. I want to say first, but then you're going to tell me that the, the, the Toronto Raptors have a better core. So I'm going to put second there, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. Don't even start out, man. I'm <laughs> oh, American. Yo, on, yo, Clay. Clay, man. But, Clay. First of all, uh, Edgar, we got to give him the rules. We got to turn down the radio. If you guys didn't get what was going on, Clay was listening to us on his TV and talking through us through the delay. Brethren, I, I was trying to work with you, brethren. You know what I'm saying? Now he came in. We 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 knew it was one of our countrymen. I was giving him a chance. He called me CJ. That was his first mistake. I was I was flowing with him. That's that's our peoples. That's family, bro. You know what I'm saying? Think it's CJ, RJ. Yeah, yeah. PJ, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> CJ work with me, brethren. No, we're not knocking RJ. I don't think we're knocking RJ at all, man. Nah, I'm not very, at all. I'm very pleased with uh, uh, RJ's uh, development and track, you know, track record so far. I think I've been pretty consistent in saying that. And so, like I said, it, it all depends on the chemistry between him, Brunson, and Randall, and his efficiency. That's it. That's definitely a fact, CJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, CJ's made some really great points tonight. Bro, I was trying. I was outstanding show by CJ. I was trying to work with him, man, but then he's talking to us through the TV. Ah, Edgar, we, we gotta, we gotta, before the season, this is preseason mode, so we will let it flow. Yeah. But yeah. for those of you at home, the rules, no speakerphone. All right. Turn down your radio or your TV and just go through your phone. And number three, this is a family show. Just three simple rules, three simple rules and get the names right. And get the name. And get the name. This is this just this adds to the list of messing up franchise for franchise. Uh, not it's not it's Knicks fans TV. Knicks fans TV. You know? Now we got instead of CP, we got CJ. CJ, yeah. CJ, the franchise of Knicks it's, fans TV. That's it. it, it it's great, man. It, it, it's great. All right, let's close it. Oh, and, and oh, one last one. Yeah, no snoring while you're and no you sleep when you oh, go at, when you actually go live. Yeah, don't actually start snoring. No sleeping, like the infamous you know historic call on Knicks fan yeah. TV. Yeah, that's it, man. We don't ask for much on this show. You remember the one I'm talking about, CP? Absolutely. Yeah, we we got it. Yeah, <laughs> I, we still got to put that clip together. Of uh, I forgot who it was, man. And my my guy was sleeping. I think we got him twice. Then we got him two times, but one he was definitely snoring. Let me call back the second time. And he was like, "Yeah, my bad, bro. I'm asleep." Yeah, we got, we got to, we got to play that soundbite for sure, man. All right, we got to have a whole reel of like all yeah. the like being on a bike, uh, oh, snoring. Drew called in on the bike. Yeah, yeah, we got to get bike, We got to find that one. Truth, if you're out there, man, send me that episode, man. When you were calling in on the bike, <laughs> and it was like he was in a hurricane. <laughs> like, yeah, Truth, what's going on, man? You just the need to call him, man. That's respect. Him. That's respect to the yeah, game right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, he's a loyal supporter, man. We rock with him heavy, man. Rock with you from Arkansas heavy, man. All right, let, let's close this one out. Great show, great discussion. King Deej, King Deej, close it out. What's up, what's up, y'all? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, man, what's going on? All right, peace and love to the room, man. I hope everybody enjoyed the offseason. Yep. I didn't lose my mind about Donovan Mitchell. I told a lot of y'all not to. Mm-hmm. So going forward, let's 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 talk about this young crook. It's CP. Mm-hmm. I mean CJ. You know, <laughs> you know this is my favorite topic. 
Yeah. Shout out to JD. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to everybody that's underneath the chat. But mm-hmm. a lot of y'all are sleeping on what John Hammond and Jeff Waltman are doing in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Because if you take a look at what they were doing, they were in the same predicament that we are. Eighth seed, you know, scratching for the playoffs with Vooch and Evan and that core. And they basically retooled on the fly. I mean, but I, I actually agree with like what, what Ari and CP are saying. Like, you guys, you guys are, are taking it a little bit too seriously as the 4-5 because – Scotty for sure is the number one out of all these teams. He's the number one player. Then you could possibly put RJ in that mix. The problem is they was trying to trade all these kids. Unlike all these other teams that are listed, <laughs> these other teams that are listed are trying to play them. And I, I, for me personally, I think Orlando's right there. I mean, you got Wendell, you got you got Bonchero, you got Cole, you got you got Jonathan, who are people bad for major injury. And you got Franz Wagner. If you're paying attention to Euroleague ball right now, Franz Wagner, yes, Evan Fournier is doing it's his ball. thing, but take a look at what Franz Wagner did to Giannis today. So he's in that same predicament. It's not a disrespect to say the Knicks are fourth and five because, honestly, besides RJ, maybe Obi and Kim, there's nobody that's a guaranteed all-star. That's, if you're saying that from your heart, then at this point you're not being realistic with yourself. And they try to, they're still trying to trade Cam and Obi. So I just take a look at it like this, man. As long as RJ, Jalen Brunson is going to unlock RJ, as long as he does that coming uh, into the season, then he will be fine. But other than that, I, I, I completely agree. I got Detroit. If, you, if y'all follow me, I, I've been talking about Ivy since the beginning of this year. So now that it's Cade, I got Sadiq. It's, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty fair. I, I don't see where you did wrong. So yeah. I think everybody just needs to relax. RJ's the second best player out of all these teams. You got Scotty, then you got RJ, then it's a toss up. But we just gotta hope and pray that you know they don't they don't self destruct. Still gotta guys, they still gotta develop. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people are misunderstanding is that these teams develop these players. Yeah, they might lose more games than us, but we're talking about future, to young core. So I got Orlando being in our way by the time it's by the by the time that we're ready. I got Detroit in our way by the time we're ready. You know, I, I don't think the Pacers are better than us. I think they got core players, mm-hmm. like the same as we do. But other than that, I, I completely agree. I got them as four or five. I got them as okay. four or five. So I think everybody just needs to take it easy. And let's let's gear up for the season, man. It's going to be fun. I'll see you guys at opening night, and I will be in Memphis as well. Because let's go. Those are cheap. So peace and love to y'all, and I'll see y'all when the season really starts. King Deej. Closing the show out. And he agrees with me. And let's go to the polls in the chat. Uh, 43% put the Knicks around three to four to rank their young core. 34%, five, six. So still within range. You know, still within range. Well, great, Joey. Yeah. Boy, man. You saying something else? No, I was, no, no, I thought JD no, say something. No, I was, I was gonna say it's gonna be, you know, it's, it's if they, like you said, if they can play, you know, I would like to have this conversation a year from now. Yeah. All right, let's let's do it, man. Um, so yeah, as we said, people in the chat, you know, uh, training camp is is fastly approaching, and uh, we're gonna continue to ramp up the content, ramp up our training camp season preview. So definitely keep it locked. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. Share this video right now if you can, man. Share it on Twitter. Share it uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. Share it with your family and friends. 
because this is number one show for the fans by the fans. Um, let me salute the super chats that have come in. And then we'll we'll cap it off with some with some gridiron talk. Sheer brilliance says, Oh, we gotta go at Julius and Camp. House Flan says, Don't forget Yakubitis and Euro killing it. Gotta be let's and checking in from Costa Rica says we need to prepare the youth. A lot of teams have good young core. We need to let our yo our young guys develop while still trying to acquire young talent. Think five years down the line. Mr. Knicks 101, all you need is one guy to change your franchise, and Barnes is better than RJ. Ishmael Mustafa says, Knicks have about seven really solid young guys, a few with star potential. They got to be top three. Kaiser uh, Sose 718 says, the Cavs and Pistons went into the draft and drafted future All-Stars. The Knicks refused to tank to get potential superstars, so we, we will be stuck on the outside looking in, hoping someone forces their way here. John DLR says, do you think Tibbs will start a game with all left-handed players this year? Knicks Hive Live says, if the front office fires Tibbs, I will trust him a lot more. He's not the right fit for this squad. And why Bully says, do you think the front office listens to the fans? Um, No, not yet, at least. Antoine White says, trade Randall. Offense flows better. OB start and a real reset. Blade Pendehue says, salute to the fan. AO, higher ceiling. RJ or Miles? Oh, I think this is from... No, no, this is from uh, another show. This is from another show. Okay. All right, fellas. Um, how about those Giants, man? How about those Giants, man? Went into Tennessee. Saquon running all over the place. He's still running. They still can't stop him. Trucking everybody. Uh, you know, down our two most talented pass rushes. I didn't give us much of a chance. But the kid Ward really stepped up. I thought the defense really held it down. I thought the run defense was good against Derrick Henry. Secondary, you know, Ben didn't break. Darnay Holmes almost cost us a little bit down there in the stretch. But overall, uh, fairly solid, man. Fairly solid. You know, give credit. Welcome back, Sterling Shepard. Daniel Jones after the uh, the interception in the end zone. Shout out to Dayball for chewing him out. That was very much necessary. He's got to get his act together. But he, he bounced back. Got us a dub, J.D. Got us a dub, man. I was happy. Oh, man. I lost I lost my voice. The show <laughs> would have been yesterday. There was no way I would have made it. You know, so it was, it was you know, the sports bars were, were, were hectic. Um, and, I mean, man, what an opening week in the NFL all around. You know, you got yeah. some thrillers, some – you look at that Cincinnati Pittsburgh game. I saw you tweet about it, CP. Never ended. I saw you tweet about that one, CP. You saw, you know, that the decisions last night with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. You paid yeah. a quarterback over two hundred million, but you don't put the ball in his hands. You decided wild a, a career high for a, a kicker, former Giant, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm sure that's why that didn't work out. Um, but. Listen, man, th this was an impressive win for the Giants. Um, I think they head into game two now with a lot of momentum. It's a home opener now against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I thought, you know, their their rookie tackle, Evan Neal, had a decent to solid game. Um, but I think the biggest storyline is, is Saquon Barkley. How could it not be? You know, the, this is a guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries, and you're going to see the offense is going to be built around him. And guess what? 
this Giants organization is going to run him down to the ground because there's no commitment to next year. You don't know yeah. if they're going to give him a contract extension. He's going to want all the carries and touches that he can get. He's going to so want So I don't think he cares. Um, I mean, all around, man, what, what, what a great win. I also liked, and you see this, and I never understand it, whenever there's the last drive and a team is up, they always play soft coverages, mm -hmm. soft defense. A team drives down, gets a field goal, or gets a touchdown. Wink Martindale said, if you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me with the blitz. He was aggressive. Um, it, it almost cost him because obviously Darnay Holmes was in man coverage. and But in the end, I'd rather lose that way. And yeah. so, yeah, great win. Um, I don't know if you want to go to Alex next or if you we just want to close wow. the show down now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a Jets hater. I, I root for the Jets, but yeah. I'm just saying because, man, that was some – Hey, hey, man. The coach is panicking now. Now, now he's going Julius oh, Randle yeah. on everyone, right? Yeah. Hey, Sal, Sal got his welcome to New York moment, man. Hey, no, this is a real season for the Jets, all right? They got to start winning, okay? We, we This is the third season of Joe Douglas. We got some nice young guys. I like what we see in Garrett Wilson. I like what we see from Jermaine Johnson. Our defense was whitening it up. They, were, they kept us in the game for the first mm. half. But the defense can only do so much when you got nothing on offense. We got elite Flacco. And by elite Flacco, I mean non-existent. That man can't – man, through 59 times for three – barely getting over 300 yards. Oof. Barely. It was a lot of – they had the offense had all the yips possible, man. It was just terrible to watch. Who, but who you got next week? We got the Browns next week. So this is a good okay. matchup. Okay. They got uh, – who, who is it? Uh, Jacoby Brissett playing QB. All right. Yeah. So If y'all don't win this game. Yeah, no, this, this, this is going to be sound of the alarms almost because two teams got solid defense. Offense is going to be questionable. <laughs> yeah. As all as all hell, this is going to – Jets got to win this one. There's there's no question about it because then we got the Steelers and then – well, we got, this, we got the Bengals next, then the Steelers. So we got all of the AFC North for the first four weeks of uh, the, the season. Oh, just tough. two in, in just two days, we got a great matchup. Thursday night football, Chargers and and the Chiefs. That's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and you know, just uh, just want to say, uh, to our you know great colleague, you know we love her. Uh, she's outstanding. She's doing oh, great things. Um, you know, the the you know she she she's definitely a star. And and I know she's she's way too big to even be watching us at this time. But if this gets to you, Miss Ashley Nicole Moss, my condolences. And it's not because of the DAC injury. It's actually the way you played before him. So I think oh it, it doesn't God. even matter. Uh, and so good luck this season as you guys will sit in the basement in the oh, NFC East. Yeah, yeah, I, man. I, if, if you got by the way, send, send their all regards. Then the Cowboys. By, by the way, we got a Knicks fan TV fantasy football league going on. And uh, I see TM talking smack to me in the chat. Oh, one and fantasy and an NFL team. TM, I saw you get spanked. <laughs> spanked 170 to 122. Ooh. All right. Woo. Don't Who you played, CP? I played Gamba. I, I, my, my team is ain't bro. I had double zeros from both my running backs. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Cam Akers, JK, and and JK Dobbins. One, I I should have I should have checked the, the injury list with Dobbins. I should have got him out of there Sunday morning. Completely forgot. Cam Akers, who everybody drafted, didn't even play. Now the coach is saying he got practice issues. So that's pretty bad. And I had the seventh pick. So my team is just kind of average all the way around, but we'll figure it out. Mm. The the fantasy is one on the waiver wire. Pay attention. That's all I'm gonna say. I might get a I might catch a sneaky move to tomorrow. That's all mm. I'm saying.
I'm hitting the waiver wire the, tonight after this after this yeah. show. So uh gonna have to I got third in priority, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, great show, fellas. Great show to everybody in the chat. Remember, uh the opening night home opener, Knicks versus Pistons at MSG, a Knicks fan TV production, man. You don't want to miss it. We've been doing it three years in a row and it keeps getting better every year. Uh the tickets gonna include pregame access at Mustang Mustang Harry's. Pre-game shoot-around, a visit by Knicks alumni, post-game photo on the court, plus a ticket to watch the game uh, from the Chase Bridge Suites. we got got 100 people's suite. It's going to be fantastic. Food, free food, free drinks as well. So make sure you guys go to, to theomnifan.com and go get your tickets right now. Do not delay. Also, remember that the show is presented by Manscaped. Manscaped.com, number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Go to manscaped.com. Enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. And uh, last but not least, remember that the show is available in audio podcast format. So never have a reason to miss it. Go ahead and check us out on all major podcast platforms and subscribe today. All right, folks. Great show. Check you guys um, for another edition this next weekly next week. So to all the mods, we out of here. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.